Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheat the Gacha USA show, episode number 55, coming to you on a Thursday, August 11th, just one day before Serie B finally begins, one of the most competitive Serie B in a long, long time, finally kicks off tomorrow on Friday with uh, Bari playing away to Parma, and two days from now, on Saturday, Cittadella will open their Serie B campaign with Pisa coming to town that'll be on August 13th so we're gonna be previewing that game but first I want to give you my Serie B predictions and I'm gonna give you the full rundown and full table on how I think this is this season's gonna go will Cittadella make playoffs will they go towards the bottom and maybe fight out for a playout will they eventually make that push to Serie A Let's find out. Um, before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA. You can follow the match live on Twitter with uh, my live tweets at USA, And visit our website at CheatTheGaucheUSA.com for more inside and for more articles, previews, recaps, all about AS Cheatadella. So, with that being said, <clears throat> let's get right into it. Um... So, usually I, re I record on a Friday, and because the league is starting on a Friday, and the first game is on Friday, I wanted to give my predictions out, and probably just might as well just do the preview as well, because if I didn't do, uh, if I recorded after the first game, then people might say it's cheating, or it's it's not, I didn't get it on time, and I want to give it uh, beforehand, before the first game kicks off, that's Parma against Bari at the Tardini on uh, Friday, August 12th. That's uh, 2.45 p.m. Eastern. I might watch the game. I don't really know. But uh, I will definitely watch Cittadella, which kicks off the next day, the following day, on a Saturday, August 13th, um, 2.45 p.m. Eastern time at the Stadio P.S. Cesare Tombolato in Cittadella in the heart of the city. So before we get into that match, as I said, I'm going to be reading you my Serie B predictions, 2022-2023 predictions. Before I start this prediction, I just want to say that it's probably going to be wrong. It's probably gonna, I'm probably going to get one of a couple teams that is just completely on the opposite ends of the table. We saw that last year with Parma and Crotone. And uh, teams like Ascoli, who I thought was going to be maybe relegated, or Pisa, they actually have ended and ended up making playoffs. So this is going to be very, very wacky come the end of May, I, I feel. And also, these teams that are going to be f in the playoffs or in the top two or in the relegation zones, they are going to be separated by a point, a two points, maybe a win or two separating the team. So... It's going to be one of the tightest and craziest championships I think we've ever seen in recent memory that I know. Um, so th just keep that in mind that these standings are going to be incredibly tight as it always in Serie B. But I think this year it's going to be even more insane. Maybe we're overhyping it a lot, but we'll see. Um, so let's get right into it. Starting in 20th place, I have Cosenza. Um, five straight years in Serie B, they've been down, 
they've been uh, saved again by uh, Kievo Verona uh, folding. Um, they've escaped. They got a great escape in 2020. Um, but I think this year they finally go down. I think I don't really see them. I, I didn't see them much in the market. They got rid of Caso, which I feel was a big part of their team last year. They brought in our good friend Christian Durso, who used to play for Cittadella for a few years. But I don't think it's going to do enough, and I think they're going to finish in last. 19th, I have the new guys uh, from Bolzano, Sutero. Sutero's first season um, in Serie B, I don't see them. I was actually leaning on them uh, towards staying up, but... Um, I, I just, I, I don't see it. And uh, if you just give me one moment here as I pull that up. Um, I just, they got rid of their manager, uh, Ivan Djakovic, if I'm saying that right. Uh, they got rid of their manager, which I thought was a big part of them in this, uh, in their promotion, historic promotion last year. And I, I just, I just don't see how they did keep nine they they had the best defense last year and a uh, record in Italian football with nine goals conceded all year but this is Serie B I think even though they kept a good line I don't think it's enough and I don't think they have enough Serie B experience in their squad and they did give up uh, th three goals to Fer Ferrapi Salo in the Coppa Italia so that's why I don't see them really competing i i probably would have pushed them a little bit over the line but as i looked at the teams around them as i looked at their squad i i just didn't see much um 18th place moving up a little bit and in this might cause a little bit of a uh con not controversy but you know a lot of people might be surprised by this but i am putting palermo in 18th place now, it, it's going to be tight. Like I said, it, they might, they're probably going to be out for some. They're probably going to be in playouts, but eventually I think they're going to get relegated. Um, I I just, looking at their squad, it, it's mostly similar to last season. They Brunari is a, is a great striker, obviously, and uh, Floriano as well, but um, they, they also got a solid goalkeeper. I, I can't remember the name, but they got a really good goalkeeper. I just don't think they have enough. And although Palermo is is a historic club, they've they're very ambitious, being bought by City Football Group. Looking at their team and the teams around, I, like like Sutero, I don't I don't see much in this team. Um, Corini might uh, bring some players in uh, by the end of August and maybe in the winter, because he is still a very very good coach. But getting rid of Baldini and the sporting director, I. I just, I didn't think that was the right move. So that's why I'm putting them in 18th, but who knows? 17 and 16, I actually have both the uh, Umbrian clubs. clubs. Ternada in 16th, Perugia in 17th. This was a very, very hard decision because I was thinking of putting Regina in there. I was thinking about putting Como in there, maybe even Spal, but um, I decided on the two Umbrian clubs. I'm not so sure about this pick because I still do think these teams have very, very good players. 
um, Perugia lost Chichisola, and um, they have a new coach. Uh, their their coach actually went to Cremonese. Um, I, I, I'm I'm so bad with names, but uh, their their coach went to Cremonese. I saw, and then um, their new coach, which I'm about to pull up, but he did coach, I believe, Salernitana uh, back in Serie A. But um, I, I apologize. Uh, their coach for this and transfer market is being such a pain right now. Bear with me one sec. Um, but Perugia, they're going to be led by Fab Fabrizio Castori. That's who it is. Um, and with Ternana, they, they do have Alfredo Donnarumma, which is a very good striker, proven striker in Serie B. Is it going to be enough? Is it going to be enough i don't know because they like i said they lost chichizola um they they do have matos up in um in attack i i just i i don't think it's i think they're going to take a step back because they did get rid of their coach and brought in castori not that saying that castori is a bad coach or anything but i just think perugia and ternana are going to be battling out in the lower end of the table um but anyway, moving up a little bit, uh, 15th, I have Como, 14th, Regina, 13th, Spal. Um, these clubs that I think I was, like I said, I was debating on putting them in the play out uh, positions. But uh, I, I believe in Venturato and I believe in his work. And honestly, I maybe I should have put him higher just knowing Venturato and knowing the magic he could create. But I'm putting for now spell in thirteenth. Regina, Regina has had a very very busy market. Uh, they got people in Zagi, which was the big headliner. Uh, I was talking to a Regina fan, and um, he is actually on Twitter, actually uh, at Regina fans. So give give them a follow. Um, I was talking to them, and they basically said that it was mostly a long long term project and. There's been a lot of players coming in and out, and they got brought in on new players. They they're gonna sell a bunch of players, so it's more of a long-term project with Inzaghi. So I think mid-table or just a little bit above playout for the Inzaghi's first year. I think it's totally okay for them. Como obviously they got Fabregas, they got Mancosu, but unfortunately I don't think it's gonna be enough to eventually make the push because the teams above them. I'm going to get into in a little bit, I think are much better um, in that regard. So 12th place, I got Modena, which I was very impressed by their play against Sassuolo. Garjulo, Dio, they got a very co good coach in Tesser, which uh, brought Pordenone up to Serie B and was almost made the uh, push for Serie A. But Tesser, very, very good coach, I believe. And with this Modenes squad, I think they're going to comfortably finish in mid-table. They might make a push playoff, maybe even higher, but I see them in mid-table, which is a very good season in Modena. Um, 11th, Frosinone. Frosinone has made a lot of good changes, or good maybe if you'd say. Um, they lost Zerbin, they lost Samperano, Novakovic, the American up front. Um, so... I don't think they're going to be as good as last year. And I just, 
it's just one of those things where I think they're just gonna not be as good as last year, but they'll just finish in 11th, which in Frosinone, I give considering that they had kind of a disappointing end to the season, 11th place is I think is where they're gonna finish up. 10th place, we have Ascoli. Now, Ascoli also has made um, some changes in the market. Coach left uh, to Udinese Solini, left to Udinese, which, um, like when you lose the coach that brought you to seventh place in playoffs, which brought you to, no, I think it was it was sixth place, when, when they brought you high up, when you weren't expecting to, I think when that coach leaves, then there's there's a lot of big shoes to be filled. And although I like the Askley squad of, of now, uh, I just, I don't think if they could do it again. And, um, you know, they'll be hanging in there for playoffs, but I think they're eventually going to mi- miss out. Ninth place. We haven't reached Cittadella yet, so we want to get a little drum roll here. And... Ninth place, Cittadella. Now, I say Cittadella in ninth place because, listen, it's I, my heart says we will make playoffs. And under Gorini's second year, I think he he will improve a lot of things. I think we've had a decent mercato in considering we haven't moved a lot of players and we've brought in some more attacking quality in Imbalo. Uh, Sensio, and we got some midfielders like Carriero and the left back uh, Felicioli. We haven't moved much, and this is a this is another year where this most a uh, main core of group of guys have kept with the team for three four seasons. We're talking about Alessio Vita, Branca, um, who else? We got uh, Perticone, Ferrare, Castrati is getting up there. Um, maybe Donnarumma. So when we get these core group of guys, they know the league. They they know each other. They know how they play. And it may, they may not play the best soccer in Serie B, but it's effective. And just considering how good this Serie B is, like I've always been saying in this podcast so far, it's just I, I want to say we're going to make it, but my mind just says we're going to miss out barely. It's going to be maybe one of those types of seasons like kind of like last year where just a few results that would have gone the other way and we could have made the playoffs. And I'm talking about like last minute goals to tie it or to lose the game. Um, game management, I think Gorini has learned a lot and um, we will definitely fight till the end. And I'm really expecting this team to put up a good fight and especially in this opening match against Pisa after we what we saw last weekend against Lecce. So that's who I'm that's where I see this team fitting in is ninth place, just outside the playoffs. But the teams that they will be fighting for in this playoffs is above them in eighth place Badi and seventh place Pisa. And also maybe Ascoli below or even Frosinone. Um but Bari Pisa, uh, Bardi is really going to be my dark horse for this year. Uh, I, I really like their squad. I, li- I like that they've kept main guys that have brought them to Serie B. And unlike Palermo or Sotiro, 
they're I was looking at a lot of their squad and they have a lot of a lot of experience, which I'm really big on. Now, will it be will experience is the only thing that you need in this league? No, I don't think so. But given that this uh body team is coming into the league after oh, what was it, four years, five years since uh going back bankrupt, um I I really like this squad and seeing what they did against Hellas Verona and uh, 4-1 in the Copa Italia away from home. I just really like this squad with Kadira up front and Antonucci, not Mirko Antonucci, uh, but their, Anton their Antonucci um, in the attack. I just really like their squad and they also added Florencio, which was a very good attacker last year with Pordenone. Man, I, I I like the squad, and I think they're going to make a surprise. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But that's kind of like who I'm risking as my playoff is 8th place party. And for Pisa, although they lost Luca D'Angelo, which I thought was the mastermind of their season, uh, they lost Lorenzo Luca to Ajax. They lost uh, Lerebebe to uh, Sampdoria, uh, Birindelli to Monza. They still have a lot of quality in their team, I feel. Um, they've added a lot of others from around the league. Uh, Ronald Maran, I feel like, is a is a good coach. Maybe not as good as D'Angelo, but um, I think Pisa won't be as good as last year in that third place in, in the top two for most of the year. But I think they'll still make playoffs in seventh place, which I think is a good, uh, fair assessment. Oh, okay. We're almost there. We're almost to the top. Uh, sixth place, I have Parma. Fifth place, Brescia. Fourth place, Venezia. And third place, Benevento. These teams, I think, could be flip-flopped. But um, the one that I think stands out the most is Parma. I think Parma has made uh, a lot more improvement this year than last year. I think they've kind of gotten a wake-up call. But this year, I think Parma looks a much, much better squad than last year. Um, which I believe is is very, very good for them. <clears throat> they also obviously have the legendary goalkeeper Chichi Buffon in goal, which will help them will will help them, but I think Chichi Zola will be the number one. Um and with Venezia, even though they uh they they lost some of their Syria squad, they they still kept a lot. I like Novakovic up front. Um they got Busio in the middle. Uh and a lot of their squad kept the same. Uh, same for Benevento and Brescia. They're all teams that you expect to be in the playoffs. So that's who I have in the playoffs uh, is Benevento, Venezia, Brescia, Parma, Pisa, and Bari. Okay, we have reached the summit. In second place, Cagliari. First place, Genoa. Uh, Cagliari, they have my man Lap Lapadula. And Lapadula knows how to score goals in this league. I'm surprised that no Serie A team wanted him. And uh, he made the switch over to Coyote from Benevento. I thought at first Coyote was kind of in a free fall because they lost a lot of players uh, that were in the Serie A squad. But I think they still have enough quality. The most quality, the best quality in this league. Um, almost basically number one, which is number one is Genoa. Which Genoa, another very good attacker in Coda. Um, 
it's just it's just hard to see Genoa and Kaede not going back up considering the money they have, considering the squad depth they have compared to other teams. They're going to be motivated to go right back up and really to not be in playoffs, which I think should be the goal is to get top two for them. But uh, obviously, I, I think Genoa is going to finish first place and Kaede in second, which is not bad for them, and they'll be happy to go right back up. So, and for the playoffs team, I didn't really say who was going to get win in the playoffs, but uh, looking at this, um, I might go Benevento or Venezia in that case. And obviously on the lower end or Tanana or Perugia to get relegated. Um, I'll, I'll just go Perugia for this case. Um, I'll, I'm probably wrong on that, and that that's like the one area of the table that I'm like least confident about. So we're gonna see. But anyway, that is my Serie B prediction for this upcoming season. I said it. I said it before the game kicks off. Uh, Bardi against uh, Bardi against Parma. I said it before, so you can't say anything that I cheated or something because this podcast will go out before the game kicks off, before the season kicks off. And speaking about season, let's get right into this match, little match preview on our hands. Um, Saturday, August 13th, 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time. That's at 8.45 p.m. local time kickoff in Italy. Stadio Pier Cesare Tombolato in, Citt in Cittadella. Match day one, Cittadella against Pisa. Pisa coming in, uh, their first competitive, oh no, second competitive match since uh, their playoff loss to Monza at the Arena. Um, heartbreaking loss for them, but they'll be looking to try to go back up again and uh, try to make playoffs again. Um, in regards to Pisa, also, uh, they lost their last match 4-1 to Brescia at the Arena in the Coppa Italia. I didn't really watch much of that game, so I can't really tell you much about it. But I will tell you that Pisa will be missing uh, Burato and Naji for... Yes, yeah, Burato uh, left-back and Naji center-back. No, not center-back. Um, sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, Naji is a center-mid. For Pisa, very important sentiment for them, and they do got a new do new manager, Ronald Maran, which coached Cittadella back in two thousand two to two thousand five, I believe. Um, but two important players out for them in Bruato and Naji. Um, in the transfer market, I think I already said it in the predictions. They lost uh, Leverbe. I still can't pronounce the name. Uh, Lorenzo Luca, Birindelli, uh, Nicolas Siega, which was a ex Cittadella man. He went on to uh, Sutiro. So they lost some important players that were a key part to their promotion pu push, and they got a new manager. And Luca D'Angelo is no longer with Pisa. But I still think this is a very, very dangerous squad. Uh, they, they may have lost badly at the last weekend against Brescia, but. You know, you can't judge things off one match. And as I, I'd like to, uh, as much as I would like to really rate Cittadella high after that Lecce win, I can't, I have to hold my horse a little bit back on that because it is just the first game of the season. It's still, when, if you want to say, Calcio de Agosto, 
and it's still very early. So we can't make a lot of assumptions yet, but Pisa is still going to be a very, very good squad this year. Uh, Cittadella is a 6-2-1. That is uh, six wins, two draws, and one loss in season openers since 2013-2014 season. They are... That means they've only lost once in nine years in the last openers. And that's just, in, that's the openers just include the league openers. It's not Copa Italia, which is usually the first game. I didn't count that. That's just in the league. They've won six games in the league in their six, in their season opener in the last nine. Uh, so like we said before, the first goal is huge for Cittadella. Uh, last year, as I pull up the stats for the goals first in this case, um, last year the first the first goal scored decided almost all of Chitarella's games. When they scored first in the game, they had 13 wins, um, four draws, and zero losses. That means when they scored the first goal in the game, when it was zero zero, they scored the first goal. They went on to win those games 13 times and they drew four four of those games but they never lost they never lost they never got zero points after scoring after taking the lead uh in that case when they but on contrast when they concede first when they concede the first goal when they go behind let's say in the first half they they do not do well and they they do they have never picked up a win when they trail first and they've only picked up three draws in 12 losses losses which is very concerning if Cittadella want to get a good run this year into playoffs and dreaming into Serie A they have to figure out this problem a little bit of signs of hope in the in the Lecce match because they did go down in the in the second half to a strike from Strafenza but as we know they came back to win it the three to two if if you want to say not no they really tied that match because at the end of the nine minutes it was tied one to extra time i'm still going to count it as a win and they really showed i think this team has the capability of coming back they just they have to show it and this for the first goal and really the first game is, is just it's going to be huge it's going to set the tone and whoever scores first i think in this match will win the game. Um, Cittadella very good at uh, home openers in recent times. So that that's a, that's a very good sign. And uh, the only loss in those last nine years in recent years is was a 3-0 loss to, against Spezia, who went on to get promoted in 2019. So looking at this game, first goal, huge first goal in this whole championship and whole campionato it's going to be massive uh looking at the predictions or the odds for this game 538 has Cittadella at a 37 percent chance of winning this match pisa 29 percent uh, of winning this match and a draw 34 percent uh likely to occur i don't know how good these are but uh they were just interesting to me so um, I just might as well just throw it on there. Uh, so that's that's what I have. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I feel 
it, obviously we didn't get uh, the easiest start in the world with Pisa, Cagliari, uh, Venezia, you could throw in uh, Ascoli as well in the first four games. Not the ideal start, but Cittadella has shown in the past that they could hang in with the big dogs and they could really, really make an impact in the beginning stages of the season. Will it, will it continue into the later parts? Who knows, but they've been very, very good at catching the eye early on, and it's very, very important that they'll get off. They have to get off to a very, very good start. Uh, before I go, I haven't. I don't know who's available, who's not available for this match because I'm recording on a Thursday. Tomorrow we should be available, or we should know who's available. Whether Baldini is back, whether Mbalo is back, who else is disqualified or or whatnot. So we should know all that tomorrow on Friday. All right, I think that's gonna do it for me. Uh, Cittadella plays Pisa season opener match day one. Uh, Saturday, August 13th, 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time. 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time, like I said. Stadio Pier Cesare Tombolato uh, in Cittadella. You could catch the game in the United States on Hellbits Live. Uh, uh, elsewhere, I'm not so sure. It's it's probably in, in Italy, Dezone, Sky, um, even Hellbits. You could... Um, you could, yeah, it, it's probably on those. But in the United States, if you want to watch the game, if you want to watch any Serie B game this year, it's on Hellbits Live. That's the place to go. All right, that's going to be it for me today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA to get more content related to Chitadella. Remember, I am live tweeting during the match, so if you cannot watch the match, Twitter is the place to go at USA. And visit our website at chitacauchousa.com for more insight, more articles, previews, all that good stuff about Chitadella written by me, all run by me. All right, that's going to be it for me today. Hoping for the best for Chitadella in their home opener. Uh, let's start this season with a win. That's going to be it for me today. And as always, Forza Chita. <laughs>